This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black business and related news, strategy, and events. This morning with me, we have CEO of Play Your Position, DuPaul. Now, Duke played professional soccer for nine years of his life and has seen the world as well as visiting 45 different states. He's also worked with some of the best in marketing and media. His gift is to have a connection with people and know how to understand situations to make things better and improve upon them. A short bio, but a man with a lot to say. Dupe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So I mentioned that you were CEO of Play Your Position. Yes. Can you let us know what Play Your Position is and why do we need to know about it? Well, Play Your Position is a youth um, before and after school program where I literally get a chance to go into elementary schools, rec centers throughout the Hampton Roads, and... I speak to the kids on communication, um, self-awareness, you know, building their self-confidence and also working on the mental health side, you know, because a lot of times as adults, we always mention mental health for ourselves, but we forget uh, the use aspect. Mm. And a lot of these kids don't have an outlet. They don't have, you know, the visual to see what, you know, being able to control your emotions or having a conversation about them looks like. And so I come in teaching them the sport of soccer, but also showing them how to communicate with each other. You know, if you have a problem, how to solve it without just reacting and, you know, letting your emotional side just get the best of you. But understanding like, okay, I did something wrong or what what's going on around me and what can I do to make things better? Now, do you use soccer as a medium to try to... Uh, deploy some of these lessons to the youth or do you have conversations that are completely separate from soccer like just tell me about your life i do both you okay. know because within the sport of soccer it's new for everyone yes especially so you know you're taking a game that takes a lot of communication it takes a lot of problem solving and teamwork you know and when you're in a group setting and you're in a, in a space where you're uncomfortable now because you're learning something new and everyone else is on the same level as you. Mm. So it's not like, you know, most sports where everyone can, everyone plays or has access to. When it comes to soccer, it's like, all right, I haven't played this yet. <laughs> it's a lot of running. It's going to be a little difficult. So once you kind of break that mental thought of it being difficult, you know, you also work on your communication because you, you have a team. You have other people that are depending on you. You also mm. have a role that you play. And so in that, each person is learning and progressing together all at the same time. So whatever hardships you're facing, when you ask your teammate or your friend that's next to you, hey, I'm having a hard, a hard time or this is a little difficult, they cannot relate to you. You cannot have a conversation. So that, that social part is now sparked. Hmm. You know, their confidence starts to rise because they're interacting with people that they might never talk to. You know, and you're taking away the electronic side of it as well. Mm, yeah, it's kind of hard to play soccer with a cell phone in your hand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of playing soccer, um, tell me what brought you to soccer. Because especially dealing with black communities, it would have been so easy to just start a basketball program or the 95th football <laughs> program. What made you use soccer to want to be able to reach the youth of Hampton Roads? Well, in all honesty, I grew up out here since 1990 and I actually used to play soccer at Lake Taylor. Um, back when my father had the West Indies United, which was like an all West Indian soccer team. Oh, wow. So all I ever knew was that growing up as a kid, you know, and I always realized soccer breaks all boundaries and mm. it breaks, you know, 
color, money, finance, all of that is broken down because you everyone wants to play with the same ball. And, you know, once you get down to it, it's a universal game. You can do it anywhere in the world. Football doesn't translate everywhere in the world. Yeah. American football doesn't translate everywhere in the That's world. That's correct. Basketball does, and it's growing now. But soccer has always been as a foundation. And so with soccer, you, you learn to communicate with people. So that is one layer right there. You know, you're participating, being active. You're going to get tired. You're going to run. You're going to do a lot of things that you don't like to do. But once you start to do it and have fun, it's contagious. Hmm. So it's also that aspect. And then you're also all learning at the same time. And it again goes back to the fact that it lays a foundation of, you know, something being difficult and you working through it. Because today's kids don't necessarily understand obstacles. Yeah. You know, they have a hard time processing, well, how do I fix this? Mm. It's easy to just complain. And we allow them to do that. But once we show them the tools of problem solving through communication and having conversation, because if you notice, a lot of kids don't have the outlet. Once you're told no all day long, when you hear someone say, yes, tell me what's going on or how can we fix it? It's like, wait a minute, I haven't heard this before. This is new. How do I handle this? How do I process it? So the program gives them that outlet in doing so. Wow, you seem very savvy when it comes to understanding the youth and especially through the medium of sports. But tell me about the program overall because there's only one DuPaul. True. And there are lots of kids out there and lots of different schools. So do you have a team right now or do you just have like a rhythm set up when you visit certain schools at certain dates? How is that working out? I actually have a mix of both. Okay. So a lot of times I'll show up to the schools first and I introduce myself to the kids, to the teachers, to the staff um, to build a relationship because I like to have full access. I like to be able to go into the school if a kid's having a tough time, being able to talk to them. Especially when they can have a, a one, a male role model that they can speak and understand to, but also someone that's just going to be there to listen to them. Mm. So I'll do the activities with them as well all throughout the week for a month at each school or each rec center, and then I'll move on to the next location. And so depending on either the number of kids or the size, I'll do like a two week to a month at each location and go from there. And then I'll have my team come back and follow up mm. so that they know the program is still there. They're not just left alone because trust me, by the time I get done by the third day, they don't want me to leave. <laughs> and then when I go back to the schools, it's like, you know, imagine you walk into a school and you see 75 kids running after you. Mm. And the rest of the staff is looking at you like, okay, who is this guy? And how come he can get them to do what I can't get them to do? And it's because I build the relationships directly with the kids. You're listening to the Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham podcast. I'm the producer. Seiko Varner from Positive Vibes. So we would love for you to do a few things. Like this episode, you're going to like it anyway. <laughs> Share this episode. It's worth sharing. And tell other people about the podcast. Sharing is caring. Let's all get wealthy. Mm, so I don't mind to sit there and you having a problem, let's talk about it. You know, it stays there. Like, we're going to fix it. Like, Whatever the situation is, inside of school, outside of school, we're going to figure it out. And because I have, I'm relatable in conversation to these kids because I've gone through these things. Mm -hmm. And even if I haven't experienced it, I'm willing to empathize and give them grace. And that's, I think, a part of, like, just being in that atmosphere, in that ball game with these kids. Sometimes you start to understand and, like, pick up on certain things. And it's just time. Like, they want someone to listen to them. 
you know, even their, their most far out sayings and dreams or whatever, just listen to them for a second and then being like, okay, does this make sense or how can we figure this out? Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. And then just being relatable to them and understanding. That's major, especially uh, in a time where to see a black man's face in an elementary school is such a rarity, especially uh, in a position of instruction or authority. Right. Um, so I know that there are people listening this Sunday morning as they're driving home from church and they're thinking, man— my kid's school needs a program like this. How do I get dupe into my kid's elementary school? What do you say to that person? Um, you can email me at uh, playyourposition10 at gmail.com. That's P-L-A-Y-Y-O-U-R-P-O-S-I-T-I-O-N, the number one zero at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to me, 757-214-3453. If I don't get to you immediately, trust me, I do it. I will get to you. Um, Just shoot me a message, shoot me a text, shoot me a phone call, leave me a voicemail, and I will do my best to get back to you as fast as possible. But, yeah, that's the best way to contact me. So you mentioned earlier that you've been playing the game of soccer since a youth. Yes. Um, And so that's always kind of been in your blood. But can you talk to me about when the notion of community involvement, of being engaged in the society around you, when did that hit you? Was that also as a youth or did that hit you later on in adulthood? Um. Well, I can. It's always been there because I've always been about community, especially you know, observing my family and having the West Indies United community. Growing up as a kid and seeing that you know people from Guyana, people from you know Haiti, people from Trinidad, all hanging together, cooking together. So that core has always been there for me. As I got older, when my cousin passed away, that was the start of the change for me. And then being a part of the kids' lives more, you mm. know, that was when the youth aspect and community engagement. Because we always say, well. No one's helping us or we don't have the resources, but we do. It's how we go about proceeding to get it, get them. And what do we do when we have the opportunity to make a make a change? You know, we mm. sit back and we look and we analyze and we say, oh, well, they're not doing this and we're not doing that. But then I say, well, what are you doing to make it better? Mm. Mm. And if you don't have an answer for me, then I say don't point the finger because there's someone trying to do that. You just haven't found the right person to direct your comment to. Wow. Wow, that's a big one. Because there are people out there in the communities, but we walk past them. We don't speak to them. We have this perception that they need to look a certain way, not realizing that they're vouching for you. They're speaking directly to the community. And when they have these moments, we don't always show up. Mm -hmm. But now is the time more than ever to show up, you know? And I sit around in these city councils, and I'm on the Norfolk Tourism Board. So I get to hear, you know, I'm in the communities. I get to hear what they ask or what they want, you know, and they show up. But it's the consistency, you know. And, yes, change does not happen overnight. But the more we're involved, the more we come to the table and the more we ask questions, the more we can do. Mm. And that's the part where I like to come in. So I noticed you mentioned that you said you're on the the Norfolk Tourism Board. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me about... Uh, your community involvement outside of the youth programming and how important it is for people to show up in these spaces where community meetings are already occurring? Yes. um, You know, like, for example, 
Danica Royster. Yes. Does a great job of engagement on social media where she puts a platform out there for people to show up to events. You know, you'll have these council meetings, you'll have these public meetings. Um, Mamie Johnson does the same thing, you know, does a really good job of that, of showing the community that you have a platform, you have access. You know, we have these spaces. Um, the R&B Block Party is another one. You know, mm. we've seen 5,000 people show up, have a great time, no violence, but there is sometimes a picture painted that we're a violent community. You know, that we can't all be together and have a good time. You know, World Street Soccer has events, you know, across all aspects and colors, races, and neighborhoods coming together through all the Hampton Roads, you know, through the sport of soccer, where people come out and have a great time. And in each of these events, in each of these moments, we get to see the cultures and the communities come out. You get to see the park place come out into a different neighborhood. You get to see the Gantt folks show up into different neighborhoods. You get to see all these different things and all these different kids with their parents realize, oh, Norfolk is bigger than just my neighborhood. Mm. And that's the biggest piece is that we got to see outside of our neighborhoods in order to grow. If we're still stuck, you know, 50 years ago to the, the mindset that I can't leave Park Place, then how are we going to get better? Because mm. our kids are going to ask that same question and they're going to do the same thing. But if we get them off of Brambleton and to see, you know, what goes on in these business communities that are thriving or what we can do to help change that, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it's all about. The railroad district can be a great location for everything. Yeah. If we involve the youth who are coming up looking for jobs, if we have internships, if we have these community engagement events, which we, we do, we put them out there. It's about showing up though. It can't mm. always be just to have a good time. Sometimes it's got to be to have uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. You know, and that's the platform that I allow myself to be a part of, but also support. Wow. So once again, if you want to be able to engage with Dupe, then you can reach out to him directly at playyourposition10 at gmail.com. He also name checks some folks in your community that you should be familiar with. Big shout out uh, to Danica Royster, who now has me on the um, committee, the mayor's advisory committee for the St. Paul's rebuild. See? And uh, <laughs> also, uh, big shout out to the to the uh, R&B movement that's happening out here. Big shout out to Fam Lay and that yes. whole team showing us that we can get together in the thousands to just spread love and positivity and everybody make it home safe, which flies in the face of some of the prevailing stereotypes that folks would, would like to have you believe. Now, I see you sitting here in front of me with a Hamptons <laughs> women's soccer t-shirt. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your involvement with Hamptons women's soccer and Teach me something about it, because as of right now, I know absolute zero about Hampton women's soccer. So let me know what's going on. <laughs> so, yes, um, Hampton women's soccer program has been around for eight years. And I recently just became the interim head coach there. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank That's you. big. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's a great accomplishment. Um, I'm very I'm, I'm blessed and I'm honored to have that opportunity. Um, but it's about, you know, creating change now in the program and, and being patient. You know, it's it's definitely coming a long way. And now we're in the CAA and, you know, I have a great group of girls and we're looking to go forward from here. The season just finished. Um, But we're proud. You know, we're great Hamptonians and great pirates. And the program is going to be it's going to be something special real soon. So just keep your eyes on it. That's awesome. What was what was your uh, your greatest motivation or greatest piece of excitement? The change that you wanted to make when you stepped up into this 
leadership role? You know, it's seeing my impact on 40 young women. Mm. You know, it's not an easy task. And to go through, you know, some of the things that I've gone through with them and to see them still go out and fight, you know, every single match and go through these lessons and realize, you know, when you have somebody in your corner that's there to support you and see you get better day in, day out, it is the greatest thing to see, you know. And when you're starting from ground zero, it's like, wow, we've come a long way. And to see the, the growth and the maturity in the game, but also off the field as well, to see these life, life lessons applied. It's a great feeling. Like there's nothing better than that. Yeah. So I actually wanted to ask you about that because I know that with the youth program, soccer is really the medium for personal growth. There. Do you find that uh, with Hamptons women's soccer, is it uh, just straight professional, just focused on the soccer, or is it similar to that where there is elements of mentorship, elements of focusing on personal growth as well? It's a lot of elements on. on you know, personal growth, mentorship, of course, because you got to understand as a young black man coaching 40 young women, that is not an easy task. Mm. And to to take in everything that they go through, to hear them out and to see things from their perspective and understand that, OK, I understand what you're going through. Let's figure it out together. And to do that with 40 of them mm. is, you know, that's that for me is a part where you get to see the personal growth because now they're starting to understand, you know, you're in college. This is your this is your time to, I can always explain to the ladies, become self-aware. Get to know yourself. Mm. You're head of university. You're 17, 18 years old. You're now learning to figure it out when you get here. By the time you're on your way out, you're going to be entering the real, the real world. How can I prepare you as best as possible to take that next step? Mm. And, you know, you're you're taking that step each year. And with this being my first year, I have, you know, 40 of them. And in that, seeing my seniors go through, you know, this is their last year playing, but also realizing, hey, look, now I want to build you up into the real world. Let's get yourself more prepared now in the classroom, but also let's get more internships. How many more hours do you need for, for your classes, for anything, for any lab work or anything else? Let's get that done. Mm. And then my underclassmen building up their confidence on the field, but also off the field to have their own personality. Have your own character. Become a leader. You know, you're a young, strong black woman. Let's let's build that, you know? And it's just about building that character and that personal growth. So a repeating theme that I hear from you is about building up confidence, the building up of confidence. How much do you think lack of confidence holds us back as a community? Do you think that the progress is more made by changing the internal things or do you feel like there's so many external obstacles that are really holding us back well i'll say this social media in today's world plays a great part Mm. but we control social media you know you control what you look at you control perception and i think the more we build up our communities build up ourselves those things don't matter Mm. You know, before we had phones, everyone had their own self-confidence, their own self-belief. In today's world, that's dumbed down so much because, the, like, for example, you don't see kids trying to do more. <laughs> They'll do exactly what is asked them or the minimum. Yes. So that ask of doing more is like, it's not even thought of. But if you push them to that and say to them, look, if you do this, you might get a little bit further ahead. You'll be further along. 
and that's where the separation becomes. It's easier to identify a kid that's that wants it more mm. because they have that drive. Before everyone had that drive, it didn't matter, you know, what the sport was, what the competition was. It was being competitive. But when you take away competition, when you take away a goal, you're minimizing that opportunity. You're minimizing adversity. When adversity creates what? Character. Mm. Creates discipline. So we I, don't have that now. I had a mentor who used to say that you can't teach drive. Is that true or can that really be taught or maybe teased out of someone? It can be brought out. Mm. It's how you decide to poke the bear. Mm. But you can't teach it to a certain aspect. Like I can't teach you to be a dog. Yeah. I can't teach you to be a killer. Yeah. But it's in you somewhere. Mm. This depends on what your focus is for it to come out. You see, someone could have that dog in them to be a great artist. But if you put them in a sport, they're not going to have the same drive. Mm. Someone could have that dog to be a great writer, but we're pushing them to do something else. If you identify what your talent is, the dog will come out into that talent. Mm. That bite will come out. Like, for example, you look at how Dion speaks, his energy, it's coming out of him because he understands the rooms he's in. He understands the doors that he's opening for more to come in behind him. Yeah. So the pressure that's on him is there for a reason. Just like myself and when you look at what I'm trying to do, it's to break down the walls, break down the barrier for more to come. But you have to have that dog in whatever your focus is. And Ooh. so for my players, it's the same thing. You don't have to be the best soccer player. But if in nursing, you turn on, let's turn it up all the way then. Mm. You know, if it's in marine biology, if it's being an engineer, then we're going to turn that up all the way. I'm going to put your focus on that. Soccer could just be the conduit. I know what I got you here for, but let's focus more on this. Let's make you the best at that because that's still a representation of this whole entire picture here. Oh, powerful words. You have that dog. You have that killer inside of you. And if you're not feeling it, maybe you're just chasing after the wrong thing. Maybe you haven't found that thing that brings it out of you. So let's go back to play your position for a second. Is play your position a nonprofit 501c3? Is it an LLC that you plan on growing and scaling? Because this is, uh, at the end of the day, a business show. Talk to us a little bit about your business, the business structure, and what you see for it. So Player Position is a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm. You know, the, the ultimate goal is to be able to go or literally around the world with it. That entire goal. For example, um, look at a situation like what's going on in Palestine. I would love for any of the supporters to be like, hey, we want to fly you out there, put on a charity match for the kids. Get the community, involve yourself with the kids here, build them up. Build, build, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I want to be. I want to be able to go to all these relief places, wherever it is, anything going on, and be able to brighten those kids up, mm. have an impact that way. You know, we always see these commercials where they're like, donate $1 and, or donate 10 cents and you can help this kid here. Nah, just, just send me. <laughs> send me there. Because we, we, we've seen these commercials for years. We've seen these things on our phones now pop up. And it's like, who's actually going? Where's our representation in that? Mm. And so for me with player position, it's about having that representation to be able to go, let's just say, to Africa and show the world, okay, this is what's going on here. And this is how we're going to learn from this example. This is how we're going to learn to make these kids better. I might not have to speak the language, but that round ball does. Mm. And I can help them because I have that it factor when I walk into the room to create change, to make sure that 
whatever needs to happen is going to happen and get done. And I want to be able to have that across the world and even here in the United States. Like just I'm small sizing it to right now to Hampton Roads, you know, in the city of Norfolk. But Chesapeake is asking, Portsmouth is asking, Virginia Beach is asking, Suffolk got a little taste, Hampton got a little taste. And once they see it, they're like, I want more. And that's what I'm here to do is be able to take from our community and show them, like, look, we can do this in our own homes. We can do this. And taking these younger kids and saying, you've come through the program. Now I can develop you, give you business opportunity, give you that job opportunity. So now you can get back to the kids as you're growing up. Because all these high schoolers are going to need what? An internship. Yeah. All these college kids are going to need a what? An internship. Yeah. So now they understand, oh, I was once, I, I used to be like you when I was younger. Now I'm going to come back <laughs> and give back to you. You know, and you can, you learn to build your culture and build your community through giving back. And what better way than coming through the program and then going back as you, each year and you seeing the change in your community, you're seeing the change in your peers. The conversations are different. And now you have a base. And then you've been able to take it to other places, to other states, to other cities, because you're seeing the same occurring things. We'll go on here, go on everywhere else in the world. We just yeah. amplify it more here in America. Huh. Wow. So I, I know that you are touching some people this Sunday morning, that you are hitting on something that is ringing true. For those people who are thinking, I I don't play soccer, but I would love to be able to help Dupe in his movement. What is it that the nonprofit is looking for? Are you guys looking for donations? Are you guys looking for volunteers? Are you guys looking for someone to come, like, donate their talents to make T-shirts or build a website? What is, what's, what's the nonprofit looking for? You know, we're looking for donations. Um, those are always great. Uh, we're looking for, you know, volunteers to help with the websites or to help with, you know, on-site. You know, like, helping out with the kids. Just registration table. You know, um, community events when we show up to have those just volunteers be there to, to be engaged. You know, a lot of people ask, well, what can I do? Be engaged. Mm. Be engaged. If I'm going to a school and you would like to come, I'll show you exactly what goes on. How to help, you know, have a conversation. Being able to walk into these rooms. Or you want to learn how to sit in a council room? Well, let's go. Let's go sit in, down in one. <laughs> you know, you want to learn how to build your business? Okay, let's sit down and let's do that. You know, I have an office inside of assembly. You want to learn? We can sit there and have that conversation to help grow it. Put you in rooms with people who can help you because they all want access. And if I can help with that in any way, shape, or possible form, I'm going to do so. That's amazing. Once again, to be able to donate, to be able to volunteer your talents, or to be able to help with on-site, with helping with the youth, you can reach directly out to DuPaul now. By, I know some of you are grabbing pencils right now by emailing playyourposition10. That's playyourposition, the number one zero, at gmail.com. Get engaged, be involved. If anything Dupe is saying today is touching your heart or touching your mind's eye to what you know is possible, please reach out and ask how you can get involved. Dupe, is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Be the change. Mm. Never settle. And keep striving for more. Wow. Be the change. Never settle. Keep striving for more. And you don't have to have soccer talents to be able to volunteer, right? No. You listen. 
Listen, <laughs> if you ain't never kicked a round ball a day in your life, it is A-OK. I will show you. I will teach you. And you don't have to. But it's to be involved. That's all it comes down to. It's how much do you want to be involved. At whatever capacity you're capable, I am willing to accept. Because I can show you how it's going to impact you even more than you think. Mm. Well, in that case, I feel like Dupe is talking to me because I have zero soccer skills <laughs> and I am not going to be jogging for more than 10 minutes straight without a water break. But I can give what I have to my community. So thank you for joining us this morning, Dupe. Remember, if you want to reach out to him, play your position 10 at gmail.com and we'll see you back here next Sunday. 10.30 a.m. right here on Hot 91, the soul of VA at Black Wall Street today. Thanks again, dude. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by Positive Vibes Consulting. That's PositiveVibesConsulting.com. If you're a business owner and the bank said no, we may have a solution for you. Let's have a conversation. If you're a nonprofit organization, Let's strategize and find ways for you to have continuous income while you're searching for donations and pursuing grants. That's PositiveVibesConsulting.com. A proud member of Black Brand. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Uh, black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.